0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is I, to I, your friendly neighborhood lower. John L, back up in this, <sighs> folks. It's uh, it was a rough week for me, uh, getting uh, readjusted to uh, work life. Uh, a lot of you, none of you know. <laughs> Unless you're a close friend. Um, But my... career, job, what have you, is... uh, it's twofold. Right? And we'll get into the movies for a second. Uh, Obviously, I do the pod, movie reviews, and things of that nature. For y'all, my YFNMG community, nation international uh i also am a health and fitness coach i program for folks be it about their fitness their nutrition lifestyle type things uh i do that that's my second career my first career though is sports oriented i uh I work for one of the major league sports organizations here in the United States. My work is remote, so I get to take it with me any and everywhere. So I travel from time to time when I want to go on vacation, visit folks. But I take my trusty laptop and peripherals with me because I can get my job done from everywhere or anywhere should I say Uh, and it's baseball related so obviously you can imagine that I work for Major League Baseball but I'll end that there Um, so with spring training and the WBC going on I've had uh, some very last minute shifts to cover and things of that nature and uh, and life also just happens you know Uh, Which leads me into what it is that we're going to be talking about today. The one recording I'm dropping on the Tuesday programming notes. I got to change this on the site bios and things of that nature, whatever the case is. So I always promise Mondays. I haven't done Mondays since January. (laughs) Tuesdays will be the day that everybody gets my recordings No matter how how many they are. I only watched one movie last week, folks. Uh, You pull up the calendar here to tell you as to what I watched last week. Last week, I watched Shazam! Fury of the Gods on Friday afternoon at 4 p.m. At my local AMC on a premium screen IMAX baby so I don't usually view films at IMAX reason being that the IMAX theater that I am used to going to the one that I went to this past Friday is huge If I'm not mistaken, the Lincoln Center IMAX is considered the best IMAX screen in the city, and it also holds the most people, like maybe over 200 or whatever have you. So with that being said, and with the IMAX screen being so big, it's not necessarily a a preferred viewing um, place for me it just isn't really I've always felt kind of uncomfortable I don't like sitting in the middle of rows is it's, it's a thing you know we all have our preferences. so anyway this was a solo de movie I wasn't accompanied by any friends I had to skip out on the original viewing that I was going to have in Dolby the night before with my boys Paul and Rob because I had a gym shift to cover that night. So I had to cancel the Thursday. I was planning on going on Sunday to cover it. And then a little opportunity opened up on Friday afternoon after I went to the gym because I went to the gym earlier than I thought. So I was like, fuck it, let me book Shazam now, and I'll go from there, I was a little um, lazy-er this weekend, uh, didn't book any other movies, just had a lot of MLB work to do, so I uh, chopped that up to what it's worth, but this Shazam. Folks, I don't know what's going on nowadays with the comic book movies seemingly going down in quality across the board, right? There's a big quality shift in the DC and Marvel movies, Uh, Marvel more lately DC has always been plagued with that problem and to be Frank Shazam is one of the lesser-known heroes in the DC universe he had one movie previously right 2017 or 2018 one of the two um i might be bugging on the year but where are this we got the new movie came out March 17th the day that i saw it the synopsis is as follows when billy batson aka Shazam and his foster siblings who transform into superheroes by saying Shazam are forced to get back into action and fight the daughters of Atlas. The Shazam family must stop them from using a weapon that could destroy the world. Along the way, they had to make peace with the gods because Billy took their powers for granted. Here's what I have to say about the movie, my personal opinion. It wasn't a bad movie. But it wasn't a great movie. It was fine. You know? Mid stuff. I don't feel like I gravitate towards a lot of movies that are very kid friendly, I guess. Because I don't know, my sensibility doesn't um, just doesn't match it at this point in my life. The reason that's why I say that is because the characters in this movie of the Shazamli, the Shazam family, before they transform into these superheroes, they're all kids. None of them are adults outside of the quote unquote twenty something year old Uh, college going foster sister. And then now mentioned in the movie, Billy was a couple of months away from turning 18. So he's close to being quote unquote an adult, but every other foster sibling is still either a young kid or a teen. And like the sensibilities and the jokes and the humor of it very reminiscent of the first one, and I like the first one. I just found it a bit more annoying this time around. Um there was this distinction said in a review about the movie, which kinda hit home with me, in which I was watching one of the pundits reviews on YouTube or whatever the case is, and a fan of the pundit said that the Shazam character, when Billy's the superhero, that Shazam seemed to act and or react in a more childish manner than Billy Batson without the powers, because he's always in a panic and things of that nature or whatever the case is. And to me, I was like, yeah, that's spot on because it just seemed like the Shazam character was much more, or at least it was portrayed to be, much more immature than the actual teenager of Billy Batson. And I understand, like, you're you're a superhero, you're out there saving lives, things of that nature, so you're going to be in a very heightened state, but it just seemed much more immature than I would figure it to be being that the character is now older right he, the powers are no longer new to him right so in this case I guess you can also play devil's advocate and it's like oh but it's it's new villains in this movie it's it's uh, it's powers they never en- encountered before you know so they're gonna be frazzled and stuff and I just I couldn't sick my teeth into it the reason as to why I say the movie is fine is because I thought the effects were done pretty well for a movie that doesn't have a regular comic book blockbuster budget um, Shazam Fury of the Gods was made for $100 million most of these comic book movies nowadays MC or DC they're made for like $150 $200 $250 $300, $300 million 200 250 300000000 dollars So for a comic book movie to be made for a hundred million bucks is on the cheaper side of things, right? So that being said, even with the cheaper budget, I thought the effects were pretty good. I wasn't a bigger fan of the monster design as most people were from what I was reading. If those monsters were to have been in like let's say for example the Disney Plus show Willow right based off of the 1980s movie right if those monsters were to be in that show I would have been like okay this matches and I understand that Shazam is is a hero based on magic. But, for all intents and purposes. I just didn't feel like the monster designs, the dragon being made out of wood. And the whole portrayal of the Daughters of Atlas was. I don't know, it just didn't sync up for me. For whatever have you. I thought Lucy Lou was great. I thought Helen Mirren was great. Um, people were giving Rachel Ziegler shit for her role here. She was fine. She didn't oversell it. She didn't undersell it. She she stuck to the script, and she did what she had to do. She was believable in what she was doing. Um. And that was that. I thought that the kids in the Foster family. Played their roles to a T out of their superhero roles, but then when they were in their superhero roles, it was a little hit or miss. I'll say, which is why I say the movie's fine. I think the foster parents, they were great. Um, the the set pieces, even though they stayed in Philly yet again. I thought everything was done well in that perspective. Um, From an environmental standpoint, set pieces, I thought that the sound design was was pretty good. And like I said, the effects were really, really good for a movie that doesn't, that didn't have one of those large, overblown budgets. But the story itself kind of mirrored the story from part one. You know, the villain's task here was to take the power of the gods back from this young boy who didn't deserve him. It's the same story in the first one. I would have figured they would have done something a little bit different. Obviously, uh, in the first movie, it was just one villain. And in this particular movie, it was two with an added sister, but she her intentions and how to go about getting the powers of the gods back wasn't as evil as her other two sisters. So take that for what you will. Then, you know, typical superhero movie stuff, um, this is the last Shazam movie in a while. Don't necessarily know if Zachary Levi is going to come back to play Shazam with the new DCU soft reboot that's happening. That's a, back, a back-end a thing. But to give you guys uh, a general overview, Warner Brothers, the parent company of DC and DC Comics, uh, created a, a DC Studios Vertical. DC did not have its own studio like Marvel does under Disney. So, Warner Brothers decided to do that uh, sometime in 2022. And they got rid of everybody who was uh, creatively involved and um, executively involved in the DC movies before. And they then gave the, the reins to two new CEOs excuse me folks Um, James Gunn director of Guardians of the Galaxy um, the last Suicide Squad movie and well known executive producer or producer in Hollywood Peter Safran they are now the leads and the heads of DC Studios so with that going down last year they have now been given the task to reboot the DC cinematic universe and their movies, their projects, their creative uh, projects, which they outlined earlier, like about a month ago now, uh, they're not going to start until 2025. So the leftover DC movies like Shazam, uh, the flash movie that's coming in June and then the, the Aquaman movie is coming in December, those are all leftover DC movies from the past regime. They don't really have anything to do with them uh, creatively. And Warner Brothers just has to put these movies out. One, to make their money back on investment. And two, to close out the DCEU of yours and the reason as why I explained this is because the quality of DC movies hasn't been great over the years uh, they never had a plan they seem like a very reactive studio there was a lot of drama going around in Warner Brothers at that time between directors executives creatives it's just been a whole mess and Now, Peter Safran and James Gunn have been hired to clean up the mess and have a more streamlined plan and come up with more quality ideas and quality films um, that will hit the four quadrant maze and hopefully make them hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars. Here's hoping. Fingers crossed for the new DCU. Shazam! Don't know what they're going to do with that. If anything, um, one of the post credit scenes had characters from the James Gunn-led Peacemaker show uh, come up in the mid credit scene and they were recruiting Shazam! to be a part of the new Justice Society. So, Zachary Levi does stick around. I don't think he'll be on the big screen. He'll be on HBO Max, probably making some appearances on Peacemaker season two, whenever James Gunn gets around to making that. So, that's at least my point of view. How I see it, based on the mid-credit scene. And then there was a second post-credit scene that I did not stick around for um, because I had to be somewhere after the movie (laughs) Uh, due to work reasons. So I was just trying to find a place to sit down, pop up my laptop and do some work. So, you know, with all that being said, like I said Shazam Fury of the Gods Shazam 2 I thought the movie was okay it was fine I had fun with it due to the effects and the sound design the set pieces and how they were able to cause some tension and breathe a little life into Uh, the other foster siblings outside of Billy in the movie. Um, So that's why I don't completely hate the film, but I felt like they did miss the boat on evolving and growing Billy a bit more. Um, Not only as Billy Batson the person, but as Shazam the hero in my estimation. So to give you guys the wrap on this as I always do. I will give you the rotten tomatoes score as it is right now. 185 critic reviews have this at a 52% which is a rotten tomato, but the audience score, The masses right now, the 1,000-plus verified ratings, has it at an 87%. So, be it as it may, the fans of Shazam have come out to support the movie and are saying more positive than negative right now. The unfortunate thing about opening weekend for for Shazam, Fear of the Gods, is Is that they came in below their projected number. Which is always a bad sign. But we will see if Shazam has any legs. To be honest, folks. uh, From a business movie perspective, it making money. I doubt it. It's only two weeks away. We're only two weeks away uh, from the Super Mario movie coming. And there is big belief that this movie is going to be... A box office juggernaut. Um obviously John Wick Chapter 4 comes out this week on the 24th. I feel like that's going to be another banger movie. That's probably going to have Shazam Fury of the Gods not making much money and then early reviews from South by Southwest have been coming in for the D&D movie. That stars Chris Pine. uh, D&D Dungeons and Dragons. That movie officially comes out on the 31st. But it's been getting great reviews. People are loving the movie. People are enjoying the movie. So that's another movie that's going to be out there. uh, Wide as of the 31st. That'll probably take away from Shazam, Fear of the Gods, overall box office intake. So, you know... It is what it is. Can't feel bad for these folks. Uh, They kind of made their own bed, so they got to lay in it. Um, Me talking about these movie executives and the creatives, these writers and producers and directors and stuff like that or whatever. So we will see as to what else is to come for the rest of the year and or if Shazam will actually stick around. In the DCU, or the extended universe, on HBO Max, or an animation, or whatever have you, we shall see, folks. But anyways, folks, this is the lone review uh, for my movie-going ways this last week. This week, I'm planning it out ahead of time because I don't actually have much work to do this week from an MLB front. It is a light week before uh, the season starts next week uh, for me. So I will be watching a good set of movies this week. I think, if I'm not mistaken, so far I have three lined up uh, this week to let you know. As of right now, I will be watching uh, an Asian film. On Wednesday afternoon, call Full of River Red. That's like a like a whodunit type film. Um, coming from the other side of the world. Uh, that's Wednesday afternoon. Then Thursday night, I'll be watching John Wick Chapter Four with my boys Rob and Paul. Uh, I also have the Tetris movie logged in here for Sunday afternoon which stars Taron Egerton of uh, Rocket Man and the Kingsman fame uh, and there's also two other movies that I wanted to, well three actually that I wanted to watch but I'll probably only end up watching two more of those movies uh, that's Inside of Willem Dafoe um, still want to watch Champions with Woody Harrelson, and another Asian film that I wanted to watch. That I had watched the trailer for months ago, and then rewatched it the, the other day. Um, might might do a a double feature on Wednesday night with it. So I'm gonna pull the movie up now, just so you guys are aware as to what movie I'm talking about because I'm forgetting the name of it right now because it's it's late when I'm recording this Uh, the name of the movie is Hidden Blade so Hidden Blade, another movie that came out in February it's been in theaters here for a while I didn't know I don't like I don't know if I mentioned this to you guys before but I don't like going to the AMC theater in Times Square Times Square has always been super crowded. Always hard to maneuver around people. No matter what day of the week it is. Or what time of day it is. And I don't like going to that AMC. But this is the only AMC um, in the city showing this movie. And I want to watch it. So, i um, going to do a double feature on Wednesday. So, Hidden Blade later on in the night. And... If I get around to it, I'll book inside for Saturday. Uh, Friday's tough because I switched my coaching schedule around. So I'm off Wednesday, which is why I'm doing that double feature Wednesday. But I'll be working Friday uh, from the overall coaching health fitness thing. (laughs) It's a hustle, guys. It's a hustle. Um, so that that's really what I'm trying to crank out this week. So if anything, a minimum three, a a maximum of six. So three definite, maybe another three somewhere in between there. (laughs) So I'll figure it out and y'all figure it out. Uh, Wednesday night, more than likely. Um, For Thursday morning, I will do the reviews for those two uh, Asian movies I was talking about. So, look out for those. And then, I'll probably, or more than likely, I will do my regular Tuesday uploads for the rest of the movies that I watched during the weekend. So, anyways, folks, as always, I appreciate you all listening and sticking with me and being the great community members of the YFNMG movie community that you are across the globe. This has been your friendly neighborhood moviegoer John L. signing off until next time be well stay safe And take care of one another, folks. Peace.